Welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. This series will question the assumption that people are psychologically broken and need to be fixed. We will talk about how seeing people as innately healthy will change all of your interactions and outcomes. This is a true paradigm shift, and it simplifies the entire process of dealing with mental distress and allows for more profound and immediate changes. Aloha, and welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. I'm Christine Heath, and I'm here with my uh, partner in crime, (laughs) Judy Sedgman, and we're going to talk to you today about stress. Because I don't know about you, but it seems to me that everybody is kind of having meltdowns. I mean, we're getting calls from all kinds of like businesses and um, uh, different um, family friends that are kind of having little meltdowns or big meltdowns, as the case may be. People are thinking about killing themselves. And it seems to be that everybody is like frantic. And so stressed. So you hear on the news that the anxiety is up, depression is up, and people say it's, you know, stress, stress, stress. So today we thought we'd talk about stress a little bit and and talk about how to see it a little bit differently than the way we're doing. Because as you can tell, the more we focus on how stressed we are, it seems like the more stressed people are getting. So uh, let's talk about looking at it in a different way. Well, I, I, one thing I wanted to say is that, that uh, one of the people, every time someone starts talking about stress, the first thing that comes to mind and they want to talk about is why, what's causing it. And, you know, now it's the pandemic, it's the economy, it's shortages, it's you can't find things in the grocery store, it's prices are going up, uh, it's cars aren't available. Like uh, I rented the car recently and the guy that rented me the car said his mother was freaked out because she wanted a new car and she had to wait for four months. And like, this was like a catastrophe to her. So people freak out over things and they look outside in the world, they freak out and they look outside in the world and say, well, it must be this, it must be that. And the one thing that that's true about stress is if it was all the things that are happening outside of yourself, everybody would be stressed all the time because there's always something, as they used to say on Saturday Night Live. It's always something, Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana. But the fact is, stress is not an outside uh, in occurrence. It's the way we look at things on the outside that creates our stress. Yeah, you know, the thing about stress, too, is that it's, it's not like a thing. Right. Like people talk about it as if it's like a virus, you know, that you I've got stress like, oh, my God, I've got stress. Well, we go in and out of being in a stress state of mind all the time. But that's what's causing that experience we call stress is the state of mind we're living in. So one of the things I think that's kind of that happens is that at least right now is that we all kind of got freaked out to X degree about this pandemic. Right. With good reason, I might add, you know, it's like we it's like, oh, my God, you know, the virus is coming for me. And or people were like and people would react to that by either getting afraid and being super paranoid about it or saying, no, it's it's a hoax. It's not real. It's not true. But to me, that's all thinking about it in a way that tries to help people to feel better, you know, and and that's really what happens? And so the more we get caught up, the more we got caught up in 
thinking about the pandemic and being stressed about it and seeing how we had to change and all the things that happened as a result of it, the more we thought about it and thought about how awful it is, it was literally like this um, monster from the Black Lagoon would come out from inside of us and take over. And so you see people having these meltdowns on airplanes and, um, uh, you know, acting weird um, in with their families or having affairs or, you know, getting drunk and um, doing things that they wouldn't normally do. And I think what happens is that we we got really contaminated by our own thinking about the pandemic and we were already not in a very calm, secure state of mind, right? So as people got more caught up in thinking about it, they got kind of stuck there. So now it's been two years and people are kind of malfunctioning as a result of living in that state of stress. Yeah, and you know, the funny the funny thing that happens to people is that the more stressed they get, the more frightened they become about being so stressed and the more they feel they've got to do something about it. And the more they try to do something about it, the more it's on their mind because they're trying to decide what to do and what would work and and um, and and why is this worse than it was before and they think about it a lot and so it's like everything else in life when it's on your mind it becomes it looms large in your life it becomes your reality so as people are fighting stress or trying to manage stress or trying to deal with stress or trying to explain stress to other people it just becomes everything that's going on for them that's it you know that's my whole life it's stress 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 and the and really, there's nothing, there's nothing to do with stress but uh, calm down, quiet down, look for a better feeling, relax, let your mind get quiet down, just let your thinking slow down and kind of phase through and, and new thoughts come to mind, and then the stress dissipates. But that's not what we do. We try to get going so we can solve the problems and get, get this dealt with. And it's really funny because I was, I was at, I went and got my booster shot um, the other day. And so it was, it's very efficient now. They just, you make an appointment at the drugstore and you show up on time. And it's usually not more than a couple of minutes that you have to wait. But the lady in front of me wanted to back out. They were all set to give her the shot. And the pharmacist, you know, she was behind a curtain, but I could hear this conversation. And the pharmacist said, okay, now, you know, I'm going to, I was rubbing her arm with the alcohol or something. And he said, okay, I'm going to give you the shot. And she said, wait, 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 wait. And then she said, are you sure it's the right shot? And he said, yes, ma'am. He said, that's all I have here. Is this, is, this is the little room in which we give the COVID shots. And that's all I've got here. She said, well, maybe I shouldn't get this shot because I had the other shot. And he said, no, you know, it's already been approved that you can get either one. She said, well, I don't know. You know, how do I know? That was Dr. Fauci that said that. And people don't like him. And she's trying to back out of the shot and she's getting all worked up. And the pharmacist said, you know, you don't have to get it. He said, if you don't want the shot, you know, I'll give it to the next person. Just go ahead and leave. And she said, well, no, no, no. I made the appointment and I want the shot. And he said, well, just let me give you the shot, please. (laughs) So anyway, I was listening to all of this. And when I came in, I was kind of laughing. And he said, you're not going to argue with me, are you? And I said, no, just give me the shot. No problem. And he said, I don't know why people get worked up about this. And I said, you know, I would explain it to you, but there are people waiting for their shots. <laughs> I said, I'll be happy to come back another time when you got some free time. And he just looked at me and he said, well, I really appreciate this moment. 
know, it was kind of lighthearted. But really, I my heart went out to this poor woman because all that happened I, from my perspective is that the minute she saw the needle, she started thinking. And all of the things that she's heard and all the theories that she's heard, everything just popped into her head because she was thinking, well, wait a minute. Is this the right shot? Should I be getting this shot? How do I know he's really giving me that shot? I haven't seen the label on it. You know, we can do that to ourselves. And we've all done it. And she doesn't have any idea, I was thinking to myself, that that it's all her thinking. But, you know, it's not going to change the outcome of the of the situation at all. She's either going to get it or not. But this is what we do when we create stress. And it always looks like it's because of something else. That's the illusion of it. That and then and then, because psychology makes the assumption that there are stressors uh, out there. And I remember years ago when every time you went to a doctor's office, there was an article that you checked off. You know the fifteen different things you had to choose from, and if you had more than five of them, you were extremely stressed. And and they were things like losing your job, you know, being in a car accident. Uh, you know, having a spouse lose his job or her job, you know, whatever. And they were things that happen in ordinary life all the time. Going to the dentist was one of them. That was a big famous one. And there was a big list of things that people believed caused stress. And they, and they persuaded all of us that stress was caused by life. And honest to God, it changes the way you experience life if you believe that because you get frightened of ordinary events in life and they and they seem to have some power that they just don't have and we forget that the power is in us the power we have the power to do what we want to do with our thinking you know one of the things that psychology does that we've talked about at nauseum in this um podcast i might add is that it really focuses on what people create from the state of mind they're in and stress yeah. is that. Stress is a physiological, mental state that we create when we get too much negative or fearful thinking. So if you're on the internet and you're listening to people spout off negativity and you think there's some truth in it, so you keep listening to it, you're going to create more stress for yourself because you can't take in. It's like what you eat with your mouth is like what you eat with your head. You take it in, it becomes part of your thought process. So then you start using it for other things because your little pea brain doesn't know that that information that you just programmed in wasn't very healthy for you. It becomes like, oh, alert, like, oh, this is this, like, like Dr. Fauci can't be trusted, you know? Like, it's just like crazy that... um negativity has gotten that much credibility these days. And I think that that's part of it, but psychology kind of teaches us to manage our stress, right? There's all these stress management techniques and um, little techniques to, to, for people to do. Like, I don't know about you, but when I was first getting into, into mental health work and working with people who were stressed, I learned stress management techniques. However, when I was stressed, I never did them. I didn't have time, you know, yeah. like you didn't have time or it didn't work or whatever, because I was so busy thinking about what was uh, my life in a way that was stressing me out. Right. So I never did. It. So I go on vacation, do stress management techniques. And so it would look like it was about the vacation. 
So I often laugh because, you know, I live in Hawaii and and people come here sometimes for their once in a lifetime dream trip and they come and they get in a really good feeling and they think it's Hawaii because it looks like stress or lack of stress is caused by the outside world. And that's the big myth that we've learned from psychology. But I can guarantee you living in Hawaii, people have lots of stress. But it's not because they live in Hawaii. I mean, they could, we can say it costs more here than anywhere else. And there are, there are factors of living here that make life a little bit harder. But how you think about it and what you do within your head about it is what determines your experience. Stress is an experience that's created moment to moment. So you can be like, like I, I, I'm sure you've done this too, where you get a thought all of a sudden like, oh my God, I forgot to do this. Yes. And you're like totally caught up in this thought. Like I forgot, I, this is an example. This is a really stupid example, but it's one. I was in Minnesota going to see some doctors a couple weeks ago. And all of a sudden I thought, oh, I forgot to send birthday cards to my daughter-in-law and my son-in-law, who both have birthdays in the summer. And I thought, oh, my God, I got to go out and buy cards, and I got to get them to them. And and so I go out and I buy these belated birthday cards, and I come back, and I'm going to write it. And then my wisdom kind of comes in and goes, I think you gave it to him in May early when you went over to Oahu. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, did I or didn't I? I don't know. And I'm <laughs> I'm stressed, right? Like I'm thinking, oh my God, these poor people, everybody's struggling and I forgot their birthday. And, and then, so I couldn't, I, 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 and I can't think my way out of it because I'm trying to figure it out and, and I can't, I don't trust either thought. So I thought, okay, I'm going to call my, uh, my um, Kara's husband. So I, I send him a text. I said, Lincoln, I know this is going to sound really bad, but I'm just checking. Did I get you a birthday card and a present? And did I give it to you in May already or did I forget? He goes, oh, no, Auntie, you gave it to me. I got it. Thank you very much. I said, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> and as soon as he said that, right, I'm not stressed anymore because I remember, I, I realized I had remembered. I just started thinking absolutely incorrectly right. about that experience. And we all do that. And the more you do it, the more, the more confused you get. Right. You know, it's like if you if you lose your keys, the more frantically you search for them, the less you find them. You know, it's like you're you're. It takes longer, and and everybody always says, you know, just stop looking, just sit down, just calm down. Oh no, no, I've got to find him. I've got to hurry up and find him. I got to go. You know, yeah. and we don't. We can't even listen to you know good advice when we're stressed because we're so sure that we're just frantic about it. Yeah, and that. You know that now. The interesting thing to me about stress is that it has a physiological side effect. You know, as does all thinking. But let's just stick with stress. So it changes the chemistry. It changes your cortisol levels. It changes a lot of neurochemical responses in the body. So the more stressed you get, the worse you feel. The less comfortable and normal you feel, things start to go wrong. And if you stay stressed long enough. It weakens your immune system, kind of diverts your immune system. Now, I used to wonder, why is it, it just seems so inconvenient, like every exam week you'd get sick, 
you know, everybody gets the flu during exam week and you think, gosh, why couldn't this happen sometime in the middle of the semester when I could have just laid around a bed and read books? <laughs> you know, but it happens during exam week. Well, the reason it happens during exam week is everybody's completely stressed out trying to, you know, hope they pass and remembering to study and which just thing to study and make, checking the exam schedule and being freaked out because other people are doing more than they are or whatever. And at that level of stress, you're more vulnerable. And so people start falling over and getting sick. And, and that's true in life too. I mean, it's, it makes you more vulnerable to just the common cold, to just ordinary flu, ordinary things. I'm not saying it makes you more vulnerable to COVID because nobody knows, but it makes your immune system, your immune system gets just as exhausted as you are. And I think that uh, the, the the fact that stress is exhausting, it it and it and it really hurts you physiologically, should be enough to to kind of wake us up to the idea that we don't have to do this to ourselves. But first, we have to realize that we are doing it to ourselves, and for many people, that's a hard thing. They want they want to blame something else. They don't want to own it. They don't want to say, "But for my stressful thinking, this wouldn't have bothered me." But that's the truth. There's nothing that can make us stressed. Nothing. And and you know that if you, you know, like people that are, like I used to work a lot with veterans with PTSD, and often they would remark that there were certain people in their platoon or in their group that just never seemed to get excited or agitated or stressed. They just handled whatever was coming up. And they were one. They would just could, were in wonder about that. Like everybody's frantic and going, "Oh my God, they're coming! I can hear the bombs, the planes." And these people are going, "It's okay, you know. Let's just go to the shelter or whatever they're supposed to do." And they were always shocked that people could handle it, and they thought they were special people. And they're just people that have gotten in touch with their common sense. We all have that capacity to just be able to step back, calm down, see clearly handle whatever's coming on coming at us from the outside world you know i think that as you're talking was what what i'm thinking about is that life happens right and then how we think about it determines our experience of it right so i mean it's true that you know junk can happen but when there's when there's something really happening to you that causes fear it real fear you act on it and you deal with it and then you relax right it's like but what happens with stress is we're acting on the potential for fear most of the time and that's a different feeling like anxiety is a different feeling from real fear it's a totally different thing Right, like real fear, you've got adrenaline going in, but it, it's more like a low-grade fever, and sometimes it gets to be a little over a hundred. The fever, and it keeps getting bigger. But it's as we're thinking and as we're living, kind of in a fishbowl of people who think they're stressed, then that becomes the truth. Mm-hmm. So thinking you're stressed seems to become normal. Yeah, that's in our that that's become normal in our culture, not because it's you know like that there's something real about that. It's but it's because people don't know that inside of them they have that innate state of mental well being. 
when they can feel calm and relaxed and they, when they clear their mind. But when they don't know that, they go to fix their problems and think about everything and you get going fast in your head and everybody around you is doing the same thing. So there must be something to be afraid about. It's kind of like being in a, in a movie theater when there's a fire and everybody goes, oh my God, there's a fire. And then people freak out. So people start thinking about how stressed they are. I, I remember once talking to my dermatologist and he said, oh, this is from stress. I said, yeah, but I'm not stressed. He goes, oh, everybody's stressed. I said, well, that's not true. He goes, yes, it is. Everybody's stressed all the time. I was like, okay. But that's kind of how most people think. Most people think that having stress is life. And I think until people change that, we're going to struggle with it because then the level of consciousness reflects that. And and as we go faster and faster and try to manage it more and more and do something about it, we lose track of how it's being created and we, we don't, we're not able to do anything differently. That's, that's, a, that's very profound, Chris, because I think that's one of the problems in the world today is that, you know, if you've ever really observed yourself, you realize when you're in a state of stress and you're anxious and upset and frustrated and whatever, um, you don't think too clearly. It's not a good time to try to solve problems. You know, you can barely, you're like, you know, that cat poster hanging on by his claws at the edge of the window ledge. And so, you know, it's all you can do just is just hang, hang in there. And yet some of the things that we face in life require our, our full wisdom. They require us to be, you know, creative, to be in touch with something beyond our ordinary thinking. And so when we get stressed in the face of things that we think are, you know, upsetting, uh, it, we're, we're less able to handle them individually and as a society than we would be if we calmed down. And uh, I used to love, they had a segment years ago on Saturday Night Live was the hospital waiting room in some little town. And everybody, everybody came in with these weird complaints and they're all screaming at the nurses and everything. And this one character on Saturday Night Live that played one of the nurses would come out and yell, simmer down now, simmer down, everybody, just simmer down. And I used to think that was brilliant because that that's great advice, you know, just simmer down. <laughs> Yeah, so let's all simmer down yeah. and uh, start to slow down so we can start to change things in our life. Sounds great. Okay, that's it for today, boys and girls. Talk to you later. Okay, see you next week. Aloha. We hope you heard something new and that you will continue to join us to challenge the prevailing thinking about the possibilities for health in everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, Visit our website at psychologyhasitbackwards.com 